0: Listen in and learn from a conversation between God and Moses today on Leading the Way. Dr. Youssef begins with the questioning words of Moses. Lord, when I go to
1: the Israelites in Egypt, who can I tell them sent me? And the Lord said, send the Lord Jehovah, the God of your fathers. Yahweh, that word means I am who I am. Why is that so important? It is very important because... It reveals to us about God's self-existence. It speaks to us about God's self-sufficiency. It speaks to us about God's supreme sovereignty in the universe.
0: Welcome to Leading the Way, the Bible teaching of Atlanta pastor and international Bible teacher, Dr. Michael Youssef. Learn more about him and the worldwide ministry at ltw.org. You know, almost 70 years ago, moviegoers were mesmerized by a film portraying events of biblical proportions. Literally. People flocked to the theaters to see Charlton Heston in The Ten Commandments. Okay, today's moviegoers might not be so impressed with the special effects and probably less impressed with the biblical content. But the fact is, The Ten Commandments expose man's desperate need for a savior— So today on Leading the Way, Dr. Youssef continues messages looking into the words of Exodus chapter 20. Relevant teaching for a lost and hurting world, no matter the year. Here now is Dr. Michael Youssef to begin.
1: Persecution, How the Liberals Are Waging War Upon Christianity by David Limbaugh. It's a very significant book. And I don't know much about the author, is he a Christian or not, but what he does, he systematically and methodically, he documents a will-orchestrated efforts, a will-orchestrated war against the name of God, Jehovah, and his son, Jesus Christ. The writer documents how the courts, the media, Hollywood, the universities, the schools, And even the government cringe and recoil at the mention of the name of God. Just one example from the book. He said that before snack time in her kindergarten class in Saratoga Springs, New York, little Kyla Broadus held hands with two of her classmates and recited this prayer. God is good. God is great. Thank you, God, for my food. The alert teacher pounced on little Kyla, severely reprimanding her. And then she reported her to the administration. In short order, the headmaster sends a sternly worded letter to Kyla's parents, stating that Kyla is not allowed to pray in school aloud and with others. But that's not all. The school board then issued a triumphant press release, crowing about the victory over a kindergartner, praying before snack time. And thus they declared that creeping theocracy in Saratoga Springs was stopped dead in its tracks. Carla's mother brought a lawsuit winning Carla's right to pray out aloud. But she was prohibited for holding hands with others while she prayed. I want you to just think of the irony here. The irony that you can blaspheme the name of God 24 hours a day. And it is totally acceptable in our society. But revering and respecting and honoring the name of Jehovah God is a crime in some areas. Now I want you to compare this modern day blasphemy, this modern day commitment to stamping God out of public life, to stamping the name of God out, cussing the name of God, or not revering the name of God, or abusing and misusing the name of God with the way the people of old have felt about the name of God. I want you to compare that. With the people of old, in fact, the book of Leviticus tells us in 23:27, it says that the name of God was held so sacred that it was pronounced only once a year by the priest when he was giving the blessing of the great day of atonement. Israel came to value the name of God so much that when the scribes were copying the words of the scripture and when they come to the name Jehovah, They will stop, and then they will go, and they will bathe all over. And then they would come back, and they get a pen that has never been used, and they write the name Jehovah. To them, the name of Jehovah was so awesome. The name of Jehovah was so personal. The name of Jehovah was so covenantal. The name of Jehovah was so promise-keeping that they cannot misuse the name of the Lord. And that is why the third commandment is unlike the first two. The third one differs from the first two. Why? In the first two it says, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt. You shall have no other God besides me or before me. But then he comes into the third commandment and they switch from the first person into the third person. <laughs> the word of God said, You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless, or another translation said, he will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. Why does God switch from the first person in the first two commandments into the third person when it comes to the third commandment? There's something very significant here, very important reason. It's because God wants to draw attention to who he is. God wants to draw attention to his covenant name. Yahweh in Hebrew, or Jehovah as we translate it. This is the name that was revealed well before the wilderness time. This was the name that God gave Moses when he said to him, he said, Lord, when I go to the Israelites in Egypt, who can I tell them sent me? And the Lord said, send the Lord Jehovah, the God of your fathers. Yahweh, that word means I am who I am. Why? Why is that so important? It is very important because it reveals to us. It speaks to us about God's self-existence. It speaks to us about God's self-sufficiency. It speaks to us about God's self-reliance. It speaks to us about God's supreme sovereignty in the universe. Yahweh, the Lord, is more than just a name. It's more than just a name. His very identity is in that name. (laughs) You see, to us, names are labels. To us, names, something our parents have given us. But you see, to the Hebrews, names were not just labels. Names were not just uh, something to give to the children. They expressed inward identity of who they are, of what the parents hope to be. They expressed the entire reputation of the person. They expressed who they are. I want to illustrate this to you. If I look at a person and says, you know, your face is familiar to me. What do I mean by that? Do I mean just that part above the neck? No. I mean the whole person. I am talking about everything that this person is. I'm talking about the totality of that person. And it's in the same way when you're talking about the name of God. You're talking about God, of who he is. His identity, his character, his personality. God's name does not only represent his identity, but it represents his personality. It represents his character. In Bible times, they did not worry so much about sounding right names or good ring around it, you know. They just couldn't care less about that. That's why they named the kids the (laughs) Vibashef. And Goma. And Ichabod and Laura Hama, and Loemi. Yeah, look, I mean, this would be a child abuse in our modern day <laughs> to name your kids that. But these names were given to children to indicate the direction of their life, who they are. Where do you think the people of God have learned this idea of naming the children in order to give them a meaning for, for, for their life and their identity and their personalities? They learned it from God. That's what they learned it from. Because God's name to them reveals who he is. Therefore, when they name their children, they name their children to reveal who they are. And they name their children to reveal what they hope to be. Now, some of you probably saying, well, okay, I understand that. But what, what, what is so important about not misusing the name of the Lord, that it has to come in the third commandment. Is that really so important? We know it's his identity. We know his character and his personality. Why is it so important? Listen to me carefully, please. I'm going to tell you why. Because the name of the Lord is holy. And to misuse his name is to desecrate why he's holy. The name of the Lord has power. And to misuse the name of the Lord is like a child playing with dynamite is going to explode in your face. Because the name of the Lord is worthy. And taking that name lightly means that you are saying, whether you mean it or you don't mean it, you are saying, God, you are worthless. That is why it's so important. Hear me right, please. The reason these modern forces of the media and Hollywood, and they're all trying to, making it sound hip and chic to curse the name of God. The reason for that is this—not by accident—is because of the way they are trying to tarnish the reputation of God. That's why. Okay, some of you are probably asking, "Well, I don't misuse the name of God. I'm a Christian. I'm a believer. And since the Lord came into my life, I—I I don't cuss and I don't swear. But how can a Christian misuse the name of the Lord? I have three reasons to let you think about this very, very carefully. Three things." in which Christians sometimes misuse the name of the Lord. First is perjury, and I'm using the technical word for it. Secondly, intimidation. They use the name of the Lord to intimidate each other. And thirdly, casualness in the use of the name of the Lord. What do I mean by perjury? See, when someone takes an oath to tell the truth and then lies, that's perjury. That is taking the name of the Lord in vain. That's misusing the name of the Lord. When a man and a woman stand before the altar of God, and then they vow before God, in the name of God, that they will love, honor, and live with each other until death do them part. And after all of the use of the name of God, then they walk out of the marriage at the drop of a hat. That's a misuse of the name of God. And God will not hold them guiltless who takes his name in vain or misuses his name but misuse the name of the lord takes place not only by perjury but secondly by among Christians in trying to intimidate each other you say how come well by flippantly going around saying god told me god told me listen when somebody starts saying you know you have a discussion and somebody says well, god told me Well, you know he's going to argue with god You're not arguing with the person, you're arguing with God. That's basically what the person is doing. He's misusing the name of the Lord in order to manipulate a person to do what they want him to do. So many people trivialize this thing about God told me, and it runs the gamut from the ridiculous to the sublime. I remember somebody was trying to pull this one on me, and sat in my office many years ago and said, God told me. I said, wait a minute, you're either not telling me the truth, or you're not worshiping the same God that I worship." Because what you're telling me God is telling you to do is totally inconsistent from the Scripture, from the Word of God, with the Word of God from beginning to end. And when God tells you something that's inconsistent with the Word of God, you are saying that to yourself, not God. Don't blame God for that. There are some people who even try to manipulate others and they go further than that. They would say, God told me to tell you to do such and such. <laughs> Have you been there? I want to tell you something. I don't care if it's good or bad. If they say to you, God told me to tell you, just run. (laughs) Don't listen. Good or bad. Don't listen. You know, when someone tries to pull this one on me, I say, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I just spent several hours with the Lord this morning. He didn't tell me. (laughs) Why does he tell you and doesn't tell me? Not only perjury is a misuse of the name of the Lord, not only Using the name of the Lord to intimidate people is a misuse of the name of the Lord. But thirdly, casualness in the use of the name of the Lord is a misuse of the name of the Lord. Lord Byron, who was an accomplished blasphemer himself, said about a friend, he said, he knew not what to say, so he swore. People use profanity as a crutch. And then they say, well, I didn't really mean that. Uh, I was just angry and I didn't know what to say, so I just said this. I I, I certainly didn't mean to harm anybody. (laughs) Listen to me. To damn someone, listen please, to damn someone in God's name is a terrible misuse of the name of God. Whether you claim that you meant it or you didn't mean it. Jesus said from the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. You can't say "I I did not mean it. And that is why the Lord Jesus Christ said, You cannot misuse His name and get away with it. You cannot misuse the name of the Lord and not be held accountable for it. You cannot misuse the name of the Lord and and take it lightly. For the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes His name in vain. Now, some people use the name of the Lord for their own advantage. In fact, the Bible gives us a most incredible example of folks who try to use the name of Jesus... To advance themselves, not the gospel, not the name of Christ. I want to tell you all about it. It's in the book of Acts, chapter 19, beginning at verse 14. There was in Ephesus a man who was the chief priest of the synagogue, the Jewish synagogue in the city of Ephesus. This man's name was Sceva. He has seven sons. The Bible tells us he had seven sons. When Paul arrived in Ephesus, he began to preach the gospel in the power of the name of Jesus. He was healing the sick in the power of the name of Jesus. He was baptizing people in the name of Jesus. He was performing signs and wonders in the power of the name of Jesus. He was casting out demons in the power of the name of Jesus. And the Ephesians saw and experienced the power of the name of Jesus like very few cities around that time. And among those who are watching Paul from a distance, they're just watching him, were the seven sons of Sceva. And they were taking notice that he would say, in the name of Jesus, and things happen. And they said, man, this is a good deal. (laughs) This is easy. This can make a good business. This is good stuff. We can just mimic Paul and do exactly what Paul Does and use the same words that Paul uses. And then we are going to have power. People going to sit up and take notice of us. So what do they do? They go to cast out a demon from a demon possessed. And they said, in the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches, come out. (laughs) You see, the demons believe and tremble at the name of Jesus. But this demon possessed guy (laughs) spoke The demon spoke through the man whom he's possessing. And he said, now, Jesus I know, Paul I know, but who are you? And then he jumps on them and gives them the beating of their life. (laughs) And they, they run out in the streets, all their clothes torn. In fact, the Bible said they were naked and they were bleeding from head to toe. Taking the name of the Lord lightly is not a guiltless charge. And they learned the hard way that it's not mimicking others, but it is knowing who Jesus is. What happened after that? The Bible said that the name of Jesus was lifted high, in not only in Ephesus, but throughout the whole area, lifted in adoration and in honor. Why? Listen to me, beloved friends. Because there is power most times incomprehensible power for the average Christian. There is power in the name of the Lord. <laughs> and you cannot take it lightly or exploit it to your own advantage without a heavy consequence. Well, some of you are say, okay, we understand that, but how do we properly use the name of the Lord? And he told us, what you don't do, but we want to know how to use the name of the Lord. Listen to me very carefully. Three things I'm going to tell you. First, you must recognize, and by that I don't mean intellectually pay a cent to. I don't mean believe that somehow, yes. I don't mean, I'm talking about constant recognition. I'm talking about not just on Sundays. I'm talking about daily, moment by moment, every day. Recognize that incredible relationship that God has with you. You have to focus on that. You can't do that when two seconds and two minutes and run. You have to spend time to focus what it means for the God of the universe to reach down to you and say, I love you. I want you to spend time with me. I want you to know me. It's mind-boggling. The creator of the universe wants me to get to know him. To know God is to be overwhelmed with his grace with his graciousness, with his overwhelming love, with his overwhelming desire of want to spend time with you and with me. That's a beginning. Secondly, recognize his presence all the time. Even non-believers would say, well, God is everywhere. Christians would say this, oh, God is everywhere. Now, that's not what I'm talking about. Okay, That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking of you being conscious of the fact that he is there with you, wherever you may go, wherever you may be. He is with you. You know what? i make a confession to you. Every time that I've messed up in my life, it's either because I have ignored or have forgotten that God is with me at this very moment, wherever I was. He's with me in the car, which is where I need him the most. <laughs> I'm getting better. He's with me in the office. He's with me everywhere I go. He's with me when I travel. He's with me when I, everywhere I go. And I'll tell you something. When my children were young, those of you who fathers who have young daughters, I know some of you are still terrified about them being you know, dating and going out and all that stuff, but you stay on your knees. I encourage you to keep doing that. But when they were young, and some of the church kids would come to our house, and, and, and I would say things to them like, Just remember, when you go out on a date, Jesus is sitting between you. In the car, in the movie, wherever you go, Jesus is between you. Many of them confessed later that it ruined their dates. And I loved it. Recognize that He is with you, watching you every moment of every day. The third thing I want to tell you is recognize the power of the tongue. If you have a problem praising the name of God, there is a problem in your life. And if you need help, get my book, Unpowered by Praise, or I Praise Your God. That will help you along the way. But I'm talking about opening your lips. and say, well, I praise God in my heart. I praise God privately. Hey, baloney. Yeah. Look, if you praise Him in your heart, you also can praise Him with your lips. But if you're having problem praising God, there's something wrong with your salvation, possibly. There's something wrong with your relationship with God, at least. So watch the power of the tongue. Because I want to confess to you, I want to tell you that the tongue that praises and blesses the name of the Lord all the time and continuously, the tongue that continuously honors the name of the Lord, the tongue that exalts the name of the Lord continuously, the tongue that glorifies the name of the Lord continuously, the tongue that elevates the name of the Lord high continuously, the tongue that treasures the name of the Lord continuously, the tongue that protects the reputation of the name of the Lord continuously is a tongue that invites the blessing of the
0: Lord not the misuse of the name of the Lord. Thank you for taking time for leading the way with Dr. Michael Yusuf. Got a faith question? We have compassionate pastors and counselors who would love to speak or even message with you. You can start that conversation by filling out a short contact form at ltw.org. Slash Jesus.
2: Do you have a desire to know God in a more intimate way, but don't know how to start? Leading the Way has a life-changing resource that's just what you need. Dr. Youssef has authored a devotional book that offers practical insight from God's Word to help you navigate the challenges of life. It's called The Daily Way. Each of the 365 Daily Way readings offer biblical truth about the topics of everyday life, including relationships, prayer, praise, foundational teachings of Jesus, current culture, and much more. You'll look forward to digging deeper into God's Word, guided by a pastor with a passion for God's truth. Get details about a special offer for The Daily Way when you visit ltw.org. ltw.org.
0: As you go through each of the 365 daily readings, you'll experience the practical words of the Bible, along with words of encouragement from Dr. Youssef. Right now, Dr. Youssef is making this powerful book, The Daily Way, available when you give a gift of any amount to the worldwide ministry of Leading the Way. Call 866-626-4356.